and welcome to the Diet Diatribe podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got some great stuff for you guys this episode. We are smack dab in the middle of the summer season this time around, and we are trying to fit into bathing suits, looking cute and clothes, trying to feel good about ourselves during the warm summer months. There's a lot of temptation during this season to eat poorly, to drink a lot, and so forth. So here are some of the articles, tips, and tricks that I have found to help with dieting and to help with feeling good and being healthy during the summer season. Let's jump right in. There was an article that came out a little while back called Keto Diet Study Finds Muscle Stem Cells Survive Stress During Short-Term Fasting. And the author is Courtney Moore. New research conducted on animal cells subjects suggest that ketogenic diets help muscle stem cells survive stress, and scientists believe the same could be true for humans. University researchers at Stanford Medical conducted the dietary study on lab mice and published their findings in June to Cell Metabolism, a health science journal. The study was implemented to investigate the effects of high-fat, low-carb diets and short-term fasting on muscle regeneration, since there is little research on the topic. Keto diets have been hugely popular, as we all know, and a popular weight loss tactic that people use to eat a high amount of healthy fats, typically broken down to about 55% to 60%, while eating low amounts of carbohydrates, which is typically broken down to between 5 and 10% of the diet. This puts bodies into a state called ketosis, which prioritizes fat as a fuel source and leads to reduced body fat overall. We show that ketosis either endogenously produced during fasting or a ketogenic diet or exogenously administered promotes a deep quintessent state in muscle stem cells, Stanford's researchers wrote. Fasting, on the other hand, appeared to show muscle repair both immediately after the conclusion of fasting as well as after multiple days of refeeding, according to study results. Lab mice underwent fasting periods that lasted between one and two and a half days. The mice were less able to regenerate new muscle in their hind legs in response to injury compared to a non-fasting control group. The rodent test subjects had an observable reduced regenerative capacity that lasted up to three days after the mice were fed again. Their weight returned to normal a week after the fast ended. Muscle stem cells in these test mice were similar in size and divided more slowly compared to mice that didn't have the feedings interrupted. The cells were found to be more resilient and survived better when transplanted and grown on a lab dish. Researchers tested the stems under challenging conditions, which included nutrient deprivation, exposure to cell-damaging chemicals, and radiation. Many of the cells were successfully transplanted back into the lab mice. Non-fasting mice had a lower success rate. Usually, most laboratory-grown muscle stem cells die when transplanted, said Thomas Rando, a professor of neurology and neurological sciences at Stanford University. But these cells are in a deep, resting state we call ketone-induced steep quintessence that allows them to withstand many kinds of stress, the doctors continued in a university press release. The muscle stem cells from older mice were treated with ketone bodies for one week, but their cells grew more poorly in the laboratory when compared to their younger counterparts. However, these muscle stem cells were able to survive just as well. Rando said in a statement that cells evolved to survive times of abundance and deprivation, which includes access to food. Ketone bodies arise when the body uses fat for energy, but they also push stem cells into a quintessent state that protects them during deprivation. 
In this state, they are protected from environmental stress, but they are also less able to regenerate damaged tissue. Stanford University's news release about the study said the results are intriguing, but they need to be researched more. The university also said the study's findings might give clues to the effect aging has on a body's ability to regenerate and repair damaged tissue. As we age, we experience slower and less complete healing of our tissues, said Rando. We wanted to understand what controls what regenerative ability and how fasting impacts this process. We found that fasting induces resilience in muscle stem cells so they survive during deprivation and are available to repair muscle when nutrients are again available. And the reason I found this story so particularly interesting is that I have heard that fasting has many benefits to the body. And one of those benefits that I've heard speculated about is that it allows for a reduction of inflammation in the body, which lets the cells regenerate and heal themselves better during a fasting period. Um, Because the body is spending less time digesting food, it's the energy cells and um, various parts of the body that would normally go toward digesting and processing food would be used then to repair the cells. But it appears that this study seems to be conclusive evidence of that, which is very interesting. So we will keep our eye on that for the future. The next article that I have is six reasons for doctors to prescribe plant-based diets from weight loss to lowering blood pressure. And Gabby Landsberg wrote this article. A plant-based diet may help improve health by managing weight and preventing illness. And doctors should take note, according to the commentary published May 26th in the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine. Doctors with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, a nonprofit organization of health experts advocating for vegan diets, wrote in the commentary that medical, ex- medical experts should be more aware that the evidence-based benefits of diets rich in plant foods like greens, beans, should be more aware of the evidence-based benefits of diets rich in plant foods like greens, beans, fruits, and nuts. Plant-based diets may be especially helpful for six common health concerns research suggests, ranging from cancer and cognitive decline to weight management and stable blood sugar. Eating a mostly vegan diet could help you maintain a healthy weight, according to the commentary. The authors cite a 2013 study of more than 70,000 people, which found vegans tended to weigh nearly 10 pounds less on average than their omnivorous peers. Diets rich in plants may make it easier to maintain a lower weight because plant foods tend to be lower in calories than processed foods or animal products. Switching to a plant-based diet can help you lose weight, too. A 2022 study found vegan diets lead to weight loss in 12 weeks compared to other Mediterranean diet or participants' typical eating habits. Vegan diets may also help with weight loss by feeding the gut microbiome, beneficial bacteria in your digestive system with plenty of fiber, according to a 2019 study. Fiber may also help you feel full for longer after eating, according to dietitians. Fiber in plant foods could help prevent cancer, too. Fiber is an important nutrient for a long-term health and disease prevention plan, according to the commentary, and plant-based diets have been linked to a lower risk of breast cancer, colorectal cancer, and prostate cancer. Adding more vegetables, fruits, and grains may also prevent cancer by increasing your intake of antioxidants, micronutrients, etc. that help reduce inflammation and stress on the cells. Plant-based diets may reduce diabetes risk as well. They have been linked to significantly lower risk of diabetes, according to the commentary, and fiber likely plays a key role. Fiber slows the digestion and absorption of glucose as your body breaks down carbohydrates for energy, which helps prevent dips and spikes in blood sugar, dietitians told The Insider. As a result, plant foods may also help people who have diabetes manage their blood sugar, research suggests. 
The vitamins, minerals, and micronutrients in plant foods could also stave off cognitive decline, evidence suggests. A 2020 study found that combined with other lifestyle factors, eating more vegetables, grains, and legumes was linked to significantly lower risk of Alzheimer's. As a result, plant-based diets should be recommended to fight Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia, according to the commentary. Cutting out cholesterol on plant-based diet is heart-healthy. A wealth of evidence suggests that eating plants is great for your heart by adding beneficial foods and reducing foods like meat, which are linked to heart disease. Studies show that vegetarians and vegans have significantly lower risk of heart attacks and similar issues than omnivores. Plant foods tend to be low in cholesterol and saturated fat, both which have been linked to risk for heart health. More research is needed, but the health benefits of eating plants may be protective against the pandemic, according to the commentary as well. Healthy plant-based diets were linked to significantly lower risk of severe coronavirus infections, according to one 2021 study. That is very interesting stuff indeed. And here's something that's particularly relevant today. Scientists warn of misleading nutrition advice on TikTok. A growing body of research supports the Mediterranean diet as a healthy eating pattern that helps to prevent heart disease and other chronic health conditions. But a new study reveals that people browsing the popular social media platform TikTok for information about the diet are likely to find advice that is neither aligned with the Mediterranean diet or particularly helpful. People will not be able to follow the Mediterranean diet unless they understand what it is and how to integrate it into their home food environment, says Margaret Raber, an assistant professor at the Children's Nutrition Research Center at the Agricultural Research Services of the U.S. Department of Agriculture and Baylor College of Medicine. She is also the study's lead author. Our findings suggest that while users will find some high-quality content created by health professionals, they will also encounter conflicting, vague, or even misleading information when exploring hashtag Mediterranean diet on TikTok. Rabber will present the findings online at Nutrition 22 Live Online, the flagship annual meeting of the American Society for Nutrition, which is held in June. The Mediterranean diet is a dietary pattern that emphasizes minimally processed plant-based foods, think veggies, fruits, whole grains, and beans, while minimizing added sugars, refined carbohydrates, and saturated fats. Olive oil features prominently, and fish, dairy, and poultry can be included in moderation. While the diet derives its name from the traditional eating patterns of some countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea, not all of the diverse cuisines of the Mediterranean region reflect the Mediterranean diet as scientists and doctors understand it. This has led to confusion about what constitutes the Mediterranean diet. To assess how this plays out in social media, researchers analyzed the first 200 videos appearing on TikTok under the hashtag, hashtag Mediterranean diet in August 2021. They found that most posts, about 78%, were related to health in some way, but less than 9% offered a definition of what the Mediterranean diet really was. One in five posts was not about health at all, focusing exclusively on food and culture from other countries bordering the Mediterranean Sea. Alarmingly, a large portion, 69% of these culture posts, promoted foods that were not part of the healthy eating pattern promoted by the Mediterranean diet like red meat, refined carbohydrates, sweets, and processed foods, said Raber. For example, lamb, kebab, and pita bread are both popular foods in some Mediterranean countries but are not aligned with the Mediterranean diet. In general, the study found that content created by posters who claimed health credentials tended to be more detailed and of a higher quality. Just over half, about 53% of posters listed health credentials in their account information page, though these posters actually mentioned their health credentials in less than half of their posts, making it difficult for TikTok users to determine which videos were created by posters with health credentials. 
For people exploring nutritional information on social media, Rabra suggests looking for content by posters with health credentials and asking your own healthcare provider if the information seems conflicting or confusing. For public health practitioners and clinicians, she says the study points to a need for new strategies to communicate about nutrition and counter misinformation online. We need to be vigilant about the information found on social media, particularly if it influences health and wellness decisions, said Raber. I don't think we can fully harness the power of social media for health promotion unless we address the issue of information quality and give the public tools to help navigate these new types of media. So, that being said... Do not trust everything you see on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook as the truth. Do your own research. And if something doesn't make sense to you, ask your doctor. Next article. A dietitian explains the pros and cons of the Dukan diet, a low-carb eating plan that Europeans love. And it's by Jessica Levinson. The Dukan diet has been around for more than two decades, but it really took off when news leaked that Kate Middleton is a fan. The Duchess of Cambridge reportedly followed the diet while she was preparing for her wedding to Prince William in 2011 and then again post-pregnancy. But while you've probably at least heard of the Dukan diet before, you may be fuzzy on the details. At its core, the Dukan diet, which was created by French doctor Pierre Dukan in 2000, is a high-protein, low-carb diet. But it involves moving through four phases that are specifically designed to help you lose weight, get to your goal weight, and learn to eat healthier along the way. Sounds like a weight loss dream, right? But does this diet support a healthy, balanced lifestyle? Not everyone is convinced, and here's what you need to know. So what is the Dukan diet exactly? This is a high-protein, low-carb, and low-fat diet designed for weight loss. After seeing many of his patients lose weight on his plan, Dr. Dukan published the Dukan diet in France, where it's still the number one diet program. Since then, the book gained traction, popularity, and has sold more than 7 million copies globally. The Dukan diet is comprised of four phases, attack, cruise, consolidation, and stabilization. During the first two phases, which are focused on weight loss, your protein intake is more than 40% of your daily caloric consumption, which is well above the USDA's recommendations. The third and fourth phases emphasize preserving weight loss and maintaining what Dr. Dukan calls your true weight, the weight you can achieve without feeling hungry and deprived or impacting your mood and overall health. But what do you eat on the Dukan diet? As I mentioned, the Dukan diet is broken down into four phases. The first two phases are the most restrictive, especially the attack phase, which doesn't allow healthy fats, fruits, and vegetables. Yes, you heard that right. Phase one, attack, also known as the pure protein phase, you can enjoy unlimited low-fat, high-protein foods, including lean beef, pork, poultry, non-fat dairy, eggs, fish, and tofu. You're also allowed to eat 1.5 tablespoons of oat bran every day. According to Dr. Dukan, the oat bran is meant to reduce cholesterol and help prevent diabetes, but it's also there to add fiber to your diet and promote satiety. The length of this phase ranges from two to seven days, depending on how much weight you need to lose. Phase two, cruise. After several days in phase two, you'll reintroduce non-starchy vegetables like cucumbers, mushrooms, spinach, asparagus, and broccoli. You will alternate between protein-only days and protein-vegetable days, along with two tablespoons of oat bran daily. Dieters stay in this phase until they reach their true weight. Phase three, consolidation. This phase is designed to prevent the rebound effect of gaining back the pounds lost during the first two phases. During this phase, foods that were previously restricted are gradually added in limited quantities. You will continue to follow a protein vegetable diet and consume two tablespoons of oat bran daily. 
Once a week, you are required to follow the pure protein day from the attack phase, and phase three lasts five days for every pound lost. Moreover, during the consolidation phase, you can eat one to two servings of fruit, excluding bananas, grapes, figs, and cherries, and two slices of whole grain bread per day. You're also allowed to consume 1.5 ounces of hard cheese, one to two servings of starchy foods, and one to two celebration meals per week. A celebration meal includes an appetizer, an entree, dessert, and one glass of wine. And then phase four, stabilization. On this final phase, aka the rest of your life, you can eat whatever you want along with three tablespoons of oat bran per day. As in phase three, a pure protein day is required once a week. Throughout all phases of the diet, Dr. Dukan recommends drinking six to eight cups of water daily. For a more comprehensive guide on what to eat and avoid, check out the Dukan Diet Food List. Why does the Dukan Diet have phases? As a whole, the Dukan Diet encourages you to focus on protein before adding in whole grains, fruits, and carbs. The idea is to reset your palate so you are satisfied with healthy meals and reduce cravings for less healthy fare. The oat bran is also used mainly to keep away hunger, say doctors, but they add that since it is a soluble fiber, it's great to avoid constipation. What can't you eat on the Dukan diet? It depends on the phase you're in. During phase one, you really can only eat protein. It is mainly no carbs unless the phase allows non-starchy vegetables. So the kind of carbs most people think of, white bread and pastas, are severely limited in the Dukan diet once you reach the consolidation phase. Even then, you're encouraged to have things like whole grain and bread over white bread. Doctors point out that many people tend to get stuck in the attack phase and don't properly move through the rest of the diet. However, if you follow it as planned, you should be able to eat whatever you want as long as it's healthy by the end of the diet. Does the Dukan diet really help you lose weight? U.S. News and World Report ranked the Dukan diet number 41 in its 2019 Best Diets Overall list and number 31 for the Best Weight Loss Diets. The Dukan diet claims you can lose up to 10 pounds during the first week of following the diet, but since it's a strict plan, it can be difficult to sustain long term. The Dukan diet lacks specific scientific research to support its claims, efficiency, and long-term effects on overall health. However, there have been studies that suggest that high-protein, low-carb diets are effective for weight loss in the short term. A May 2018 study from Applied Physiology, Nutrition, and Metabolism suggests that low-carb diets, such as the Dukan diet, are effective for helping women with prediabetes reduce their risk of heart disease. However, it's important to note that most studies researching the effects of high-protein, low-carb diets do not include restricting dietary fats as outlined in the Dukan diet, so it's harder to assess the effects of the diet both short and long-term. More scientific evidence is needed to support the claims that following low-carb, high-protein, low-fat diets such as the Dukan diet are safe and effective for weight loss. So who is the Dukan diet good for? Because this diet is heavy in protein, it can help keep you from losing muscle, a big trap many people fall into with diets. Individuals that are interested in losing some weight but are looking to help maintain muscle mass are a good fit for this diet. But doctors also say the Dukan diet isn't really great for long-term weight loss success. This diet would work for someone who wants to lose weight quickly and doesn't care if the weight comes back on quickly after such a restrictive diet. Doctors agree and note that you have to be willing to eat very restrictive foods if you want to lose weight and keep it off. So what are the drawbacks of this diet? 
The DuPont diet can result in significant weight loss, especially for those who are very overweight or obese. However, the diet is very rigid and restrictive, especially during the first two phases. And because you're restricting major food groups like fruits, healthy fats, and vegetables, it can lead to nutritional deficiencies. In the long term, a high-protein, low-carb diet may also harm the kidneys as they need to work harder to metabolize such high intakes of protein. You may also experience common side effects of a low-carb diet like headaches and constipation. Whether the Ducande can help prevent or manage chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes is unclear. The first two phases of the diet lack fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, hallmarks of a heart-healthy and diabetes-friendly diet. On the other hand, people on the consolidation and stabilization phases, which are less strict, may be able to sustain a healthy weight and good overall health. Dietitians aren't big fans of this diet because it has so many rules. There are so many do's and don'ts and it's hard to even keep track, say the experts. I really don't like this diet. The goal is to lose a lot of weight in a short period of time and then not gain it back, and that's not realistic for a lot of people. How to get started if you're interested in this diet. Before starting this, you must establish your goal weight, which Dr. Dukan refers to as your true weight. The true weight will determine how long you'll stay on each phase of the three phases of the diet. To prepare for the attack phase, be sure to stock your kitchen with the approved foods. It's also helpful to use the Dukan website, diet book, cookbook, and Facebook page for support. The Ducon Diet site is a great research for more details on each phase of the diet and it includes a robust FAQ section as well as customized coaching for the first three phases of the diet. Before starting this diet, and I cannot emphasize this enough, it is important to consult with a primary care physician, especially people with pre-existing conditions like diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease, or anyone prone to kidney stones. Pregnant and breastfeeding women should also avoid this diet. Visit the Dukan Diet site for more information and resources. Very interesting indeed. It might be something that some people might want to give it a shot, right? Here's another interesting article. Healthy plant-based diets may cut breast cancer risk. Adherence to a healthful plant-based diet is associated with reduced risk of breast cancer for postmenopausal women, according to a new study presented in Nutrition 2022, the annual meeting of the American Society for Nutrition that was held virtually this week. Doctors from different universities around the world examined this Sanam Shan MBBS MPH from Paris Sarclay University and colleagues examined the association between long-term adherence to a plant-based diet and breast cancer risk among postmenopausal women from the E3N cohort. This is 65,000 women, mean age 52.8 years, who were followed from 1993 to 2014. Self-reporting dietary intake as a baseline and during follow-up was used to develop scores for healthful HPDI and unhealthful UPDI plant-based diets. These were studied as a continuous variable and in quintiles. The researchers identified 3,968 incident breast cancer cases during a mean follow-up of 21 years. Adherence to HPDI was associated with reduced breast cancer risk. Increased estrogen receptor positive breast cancer and lobular carcinoma were seen in association with adherence to the UPDI. Those findings highlight that increasing the consumption of healthy plant foods and decreasing the consumption of less healthy plant foods and animal foods might help prevent all types of breast cancer. Doesn't hurt to give that a shot. Next article is by Denise Mann, and it's called Americans Think They Eat Healthier Than They Really Do. Many people think they make healthy food choices, but they may be viewing their diet through rose-colored glasses. 
that's the main finding of a new study that aimed to identify disconnects between how healthfully Americans think they eat and how they actually do. It appears difficult for adults in the United States to accurately assess the quality of their diet, and most adults believe the quality of their diet is more healthful than it really is. Researchers say... For the study, the researchers asked participants to rate their diet as excellent, very good, good, fair, or poor. Folks also completed 24-hour food questionnaires. Then the researchers compared answers to see how well responses for the two exercises matched up. In short, they did not. Of more than 9,700 people, roughly 85% were way off base when asked to rate the quality of their diet, and almost all of them overestimated how healthy it was. They perceived their diet was very good when, in fact, the diet was poor, said researchers. Those who rated their diet as poor tended to be far more accurate, the study showed. The rating matched that of the researchers more than 9 times out of 10. And in the other four categories, between 1% and 18% of participants accurately assessed the quality of their diet. More research is needed to figure out how to bridge this divide. We first must understand what factors individuals consider when thinking about the healthfulness of their diet. The team also wanted to find out whether a simple question could be used as a screening tool for nutrition studies. Previous studies have found that self-rated assessments can be a strong predictor of health and risk for early death. The findings, which dovetail with previous studies, were presented at an online meeting of the American Society for Nutrition and Research presented at medical meetings should be considered preliminary until published in a peer-reviewed journal. The gap uncovered in this study is between knowledge and action, say the experts. People largely know that they need to eat more fruits and vegetables, that whole grains are good for them, and that they should eat fewer fats and fried foods. The key is making it easier for people to eat nutritious foods that taste good by teaching them how to cook and providing them with easy-to-follow recipes. And then people need to remember change doesn't happen overnight. People get overwhelmed when they try to make big changes all at once. A good place to start is to avoid saying, I'm on a diet or I'm going on a diet. Why? That's because it implies that a diet is temporary. You are ready to go off it at any moment. Change your mindset and instead say, I'm taking these small steps to improve eating as a way that will benefit my health. That is critical indeed. Next article. How to spot a diet red flag. Diet red flags you should know. Ruben Castaneda is the author of this article. While many consumers at some point consider which diet is best for them, too many people don't give a lot of thought to the possibility of negative aspects of different eating regimens, says a registered dietitian in private practice in Manhattan and New York. She's also a certified eating disorder registered dietitian and a licensed clinical social worker. Diets are such a commonplace part of our culture that many people tend not to give a lot of thought to the downside of potential diets. Would-be dieters might be less mindful of possible red flags because they are intrigued by the hopeful claims made by proponents of some diets. As a nutritionist and nutritional therapist, my priority is that people have a well-balanced diet and maintain a healthy relationship with food. What does a red flag mean? In the context of diets, a red flag is an aspect of the meal plan that signals you should stay away from it for a number of reasons, whether it's unhealthy, lacking in proper nutrition, unlikely to be sustainable in the long run, or harmful of your health in some way. Some people don't recognize diet red flags because no one talks about them. I think now we are starting to see a shift in the conversation around food and eating, experts say. This makes it easier for people to have the information they need to make better informed decisions for their health. 
people are starting to see that there is no one style of eating that will work for every single person. Whether your goal is weight loss, avoiding or managing diabetes, improving your cardiovascular health, or some combination of these, it's important to be aware of potential diet red flags. Here are the top ones. 13 red flags you should watch out for. Number one, a promise of a specific outcome. Diet meal plans are usually designed to work for a wide variety of people without promising a precise result. If a meal plan is promising a specific outcome like losing 30 pounds in 30 days, you should run, the experts say. You can't guarantee that your body will look or even feel a different way after following a diet for a set amount of time. Everybody's body is different. Number two, the diet requires a drastic cut in calorie intake. Meal plans that encourage drastic reductions in calories or prolonged periods of starvation could contribute to weight loss if that's your goal. However, they aren't healthy because they can cause tiredness, dizziness, malnutrition, and or nutrient deficiencies, among other symptoms. Number three, the diet meal plan makes you feel bad or shameful about what you normally eat. If a meal plan is making you feel bad about yourself, that's a big red flag, say the experts. If a meal plan is focusing on all the bad things you normally eat as a way to make their plan stand out, ditch that meal plan. There is a double red flag if the meal plan is also very low calorie. Food isn't good or bad, it just is, and your relationship with food matters. Meal plans should be a tool to help you make healthy changes. Number four, the diet promises quick weight loss. When it comes to shedding pounds, there's no silver bullet or quick fix, say the doctors. Not one single product or plan will provide rapid weight loss or a quick fix. Weight loss status is impacted by many factors and there's nothing simple about it. Any kind of quick fix tends to be unsustainable over time. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Sustainable weight loss will occur slowly over a long period of time. Number five, the diet meal plan touts claims of a scientific breakthrough. Researching diets and weight loss products takes years, the doctors say. Scientific breakthroughs are pretty rare. In addition, products and diets that show promising results may gain some publicity before they hit the shelves. Therefore, scientific breakthroughs tend to be a misnomer. Most diet plans use these claims to get your attention and usually because there's no formal research supporting them. The meal plan includes food products that you have to purchase is the number six item on this list. Healthy dietary plans should be able to cover all of your nutritional requirements without the need to purchase supplements, cleansers, drops, or pills. Foods are the main sources of all the nutrients, dietary fiber, and water we need, say the experts. When you follow a well-balanced meal plan, you will be able to cleanse, hydrate, and meet your weight goals only with food. Number seven, the diet calls for consuming excessive amounts of a specific food or food group, avoiding all other types of food. Each food group or groups provide an array of nutrients that are essential to our health, the doctors say. If you eat too much of a food or food group, you will be eating too much of the same nutrients and lacking in others. A well-balanced diet is able to provide all of the needed nutrients for that, and you need to eat foods from all the food groups. For example, there are meal plans that call for avoidance of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are the main source of calories for our diet, and if we don't eat them, our body will tend to use other nutrients to make energy, which is not ideal and could cause health issues like kidney disease. Number eight, the meal plan lacks variety. If a meal plan focuses on rotating only a handful of foods, that's a red flag. This even applies when the foods are healthy because one of the cornerstones of a solid way of eating is variety. Variety is important because there's no one food that will give you all the nutrients your body requires. You want to make sure it includes all the food groups and has a variety of foods within each of the food groups. Plus, variety is supportive of a healthy gut microbiome along with overall health. 
Number nine, the diet is touted by celebrities who aren't medical professionals or diet and nutrition experts. Some famous people stay in the news because they always seem to be mired in one controversy or another. They become and stay popular because they cause a stir. Weight loss companies leverage this concept. They know who customers will flock to, and they know that customers will come to these sites if popular celebrities endorse their product. Unfortunately, many celebrities have zero training or credibility to endorse such products or plans. If a famous individual endorses a popular product they have no expertise in, I would recommend you look elsewhere. Number 10, you have to buy all your food from one source. If a diet requires you to purchase all your food, shakes, and snacks from the company marketing the meal plan, that is a red flag. What if you don't have access to their products? What if you don't care for the taste or they don't agree with you? Those are huge red flags. Number 11, you always have to eat differently from others. Food is meant for fuel and pleasure. What is a pleasure if you're always eating differently than your friends and family? Diets that are so restrictive where you feel limited and unable to participate in shared meals, celebrations, or something as simple as a family dinner can be a red flag. Number 12, the diet meal plan causes restaurant anxiety. Diets that are uber restrictive and require very specific ingredients and preparation to the point where they cause anxiety about dining at a restaurant are red flags. This anxiety and restrictive behavior may cause an unhealthy relationship with food and will not lead to long-term success, say the experts. Number 13, the presence of multiple red flags. Some diets call for adherence to only eat certain foods and restrict others for a set amount of days then switch it up with a different set of restrictions for another set of days. Restrictive diets are red flags. Limited time diets are red flags and specific food diets are red flags. Three red flags in one diet type is impressive but should also give you pause. Very, very interesting stuff. And that is all for the day. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Diet Diatribe. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can shoot us an email. We're at dietdiatribepodcast at gmail.com. And tune in next week when we talk more about interesting, bizarre, and wild diet diatribes. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe, keep it real, and always live your most healthy life. Bye.